What up, it's Mitch, and this is Zach. Welcome to Hot Takes Cold Brews, where each week we'll be talking about hot takes in health, fitness, and lifestyle. And to make sure these are epic episodes, we're cracking a brand new cold brew, catching a savage buzz each time. What's up, guys? On this episode of the podcast, Mitch and I were a little bit excited and jumped straight into it. That's why the intro will sound a little bit different. Stick around to 24 minutes in where we'll be cracking the cold brew. Uh, this week is Nitro Beverage Company. Well, the problem is that most most of this stuff is like, like you said, skipping the hard shit is just, it's so... It's so easy to sell. Yeah. Because when you can sell somebody a shortcut to success, it's like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to take that route. And it is easy to sell. Because, like, I mean, I guess technically you could say, like, maybe I've gotten sold on it. But I just think anytime, like, you look back on anything you've ever done, did it happen from something that you purchased that helped you skip the hard shit. Like, not really. Yeah, definitely not. Like, like anything athletically? No, it came from putting in countless hours. Anything that you know these days, like, it came from trying shit, putting in the work. Yeah. It never, like, I'm not saying, like, hiring a coach or personal trainer or anything like that uh, is bad or it's going to hurt, but it's not going to help you skip the hard shit. You're just going to have someone guiding you through the hard shit. Yeah. And and not to say like, I think that someone that sells you advice, first of all, they should, they could just give the advice for free, but someone that sells you advice might be able to get you to shortcut something because you might not make mistakes that they, they've mm-hmm. made in the past, but it's not going to cut off that much. If someone took 10 years to get to the level of success, they might be able to teach you how to get there in seven or eight but they're not going to teach you how to get there in six months because it took them 10 years. Like that's just not going to happen. And then like a lot of it is like devices and things like that, like gadgets that help you help you get to the next level. But it's like some devices help, like maybe a Vertimax helps someone gain jumping ability, but you also had to put the work in on the Vertimax, the hard sweat and tears. Like just because you stood on a Vertimax didn't make you increase your, just because you hit, put it in your cart and bought it. Yeah. Doesn't do it. And that's that's exactly. where people go wrong. So you gotta put the work in and that's if the gadget you know, like I think about the gadgets is like do, is the gadget meant to shortcut something and it doesn't and they're advertising, hey, it doesn't take any work, all you gotta do is like an ab the ab belt we talked about. It's like right. they say, Oh, you don't have to do any work, just put it on and it does everything for you. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's not gonna work. But if it says like, Hey, here's an ab wheel, this is gonna strengthen your core, like, yeah, the ab wheel probably will strengthen your core. But not just by sitting in your house, or not yeah. by doing it a couple times in a month. By it's putting like, in the if you work, just put in a ton of work on that thing. That gadget actually will work. Yeah. But it's like, so what's the what's the gadget trying to trying to tell you that it has to like what you have to do to get there? Right. If it do, if it's passive, it doesn't exist. Like, yeah. pa- like people think passive income exists, and I really truly don't believe that passive income exists. And maybe maybe really working hard for a couple of years and putting in something and you have a stream of people, but eventually that dries up. Like you can you can sell a whole bunch of personal training clients on on your programs that you have and you can keep on making these programs and, and you can just have them up online 
for people to go buy them and you don't really technically have to do anything once you've put the program up and they put the money in and you have an email that automatically generates a send but eventually that stream's going to dry up of people well, going to your website and that was still stuff. hard work though you had to do some hard work exactly you had to put in hard work to get to the passive income yeah. but then i truly believe that the passive income unless you're in a unless you're in a pyramid scheme the passive income doesn't doesn't exist for long because even like a guy like Athlean X who's worked his ass off to sell programs, eventually if he took two years off and jumped and was never online again, never posted on social media, never did any advertising, eventually those client streams would dry up. And forget about it. The people that knew about him would forget about him or they would stop buying his program because they already have it and he wouldn't get any new clients and he would lose those streams. He's always putting something in. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, and like you said at the beginning, it is just so easy. It's easy to sell, man, and and I see, I see it, cause I never, I never would fall for anything like that in fitness, just because I've always known, like it just takes hard work, you know, and and then though going into the the entrepreneurship journey, you 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 want to take shortcuts, you know, it's and it's so easy to. To get sucked in and be like, yeah, this is going to be it. This is going to be the one. And then I just come back and I'm just like, yeah, there's certain things that can help you after you've put in the work. Mm-hmm. Right? Like after you've developed <laughs> like all that. And if you listen to anyone that's actually successful, when you hear them talk, like not one of them didn't put in a tremendous amount of work. Like all of them are putting in crazy amounts of work. And, and you know the ones that aren't genuine that are eventually trying to sell you on something easy and they know that they it took a lot of work for them to get there. Yeah. Like if, if I see someone that's had a tremendous success and then they're like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to do what I did in 20 years in two months, that person is just bullshitting to make money. Like that's yeah. all they've done. And and so that's to me that they're not doing it right. I would never give them my money. Yeah. It's like, but when you hear someone that's had a ton of success and says, hey, I can teach you how to do this, but it ain't going to be easy and you're going to have to work your ass off and that 40 hour work week that you're having is going to turn into an 80 hour work week. If you want to do this as a side hustle, then you can start to believe that kind of stuff. Like, Oh man, that sounds like it is going to be painful. It's like you can't go run a marathon and not have some sort of pain. Like if you truly run a marathon, like run it and not like Mm -hmm. jog walk and and barely make it through. If you're going to do any hard physical thing, you know, there's going to be some hard physical training. There's not a pill you can take. There's not some like, nutrition program that's going to make it all go for you like that might be part of it but it's going to be just putting in the the hard work to get there and that's the big thing well that's the thing like you know how easy it would be right now to sell uh because this is what everyone does they become business coaches these days yeah and you know how easy it would be for me to say hey i just quit my job let me teach you how to do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? I'm a business coach now. Look, I'm doing it. Yeah, am I really doing it though? Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm not an expert. Yeah, and but it'd be easy to sell. And what you should what you should sell people on is you should talk to people about the process of what it took you to get there and give them some realization of what it actually takes. Like Gary Vee, he posts these long, long form blogs now, which is like eight to ten hours of video. It's like. Hey, this is actually what it takes to be an entrepreneur. This is what real entrepreneurship takes. Not like me sitting on my couch with Netflix on the background texting out I'm an entrepreneur on on uh, Twitter or Instagram or posting some picture of you sitting on a rock that says I'm an I'm an entrepreneur. Like 
that's what we need to start putting out is like all of this work. Like this is, we're working on a Saturday doing a podcast, talking about this stuff. We're developing our product today. I worked 40 hours this week already. Mitch has put his grind in well over 40 hours. I mean, I've worked well over 40 hours this week. And I did a meeting yesterday with a, with somebody from a coffee company. Um, and I think like those are just the little things that I'm putting in that I don't like I've gotten used to it, but I realized that that's not the norm for people. Like people want something to happen for them and they put, they work their normal job and they go home on their couch and like, man, someday I'm going to be big, but they don't, they aren't actually doing anything, but putting out some Instagram posts and you aren't going to get famous on it. Like if you're banking on getting famous on Instagram, you may as well just quit now. Cause you like most, most people who got famous on Instagram, they got famous for a reason. And the people, you know, people who get famous on Instagram sometimes with like good looks, that's one thing. But like Gary V got famous on Instagram because of his hard work and his success. People like Ed Milet got popular, not because people want to listen to his motivation, but because they know he was successful and then they want to listen to his motivation. They don't want to hear from, they don't want to hear from me on life hacks and strategies to make a million bucks when I'm not even close to making a million dollars. Right. But But it's easy to fake it. Yeah. It's easy to fake it. And that's, that's what I'm saying is like, it'd be so easy to just sell that, uh, to people like, Hey, I'll, I'll teach you how to do what I did. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Like I let someone ask, uh, people have been asking me, I'm like, Hey, you know what I did was I did a lot of free shit for a few years on the side. I started to learn my craft. You know, I, did a lot of courses. I spent a lot of money. I gave up a lot of shit. You know, I, I gave up a lot of things. And then eventually I got to a point where I could do it. Yeah. But I like, there's nothing I could sell you like, yeah. like besides that. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's the, it's hard to portray like how much it actually takes because like we're working really, really hard and things aren't, don't move very fast. But I think we've been conditioned to think that just because you do work hard, that things are going to start coming and flowing quick. And I, I made a post about this the other day and it was like, I was, I like what Ed Milet talks about. He's a pretty big influence on me. And he talks about how, like, what if your dreams are closer than you think and you're jogging when you should be sprinting and what you could reach in a sprint, you're going to delay the inevitable and by jogging. I think that's an interesting thought is because like things could be closer than we think, but I actually almost think on the opposite sometimes is that like people think things are way closer than they actually are where yeah. they're like, Oh, I'm only going to have to put a little bit of work in. And then I'm going to start like, all I got to do is make a, make a fitness program and put it on my website and it's going to start. It's going to blow up. It's like, that is not how things happen. Like you got to demonstrate value and show people why they should be coming to you for advice. And it's like, and that takes time. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't like, I can't cheat it. No. And that's why you got to love it. You have to love the process. Cause if you hate the process and all you want is the success and the money, and that's really all you want. And you don't want the impact of the actual people, then you're not going to be motiv- You're not going to find the motivation to actually put in the work and, and do what you need to do to be successful. And like, I think, I think, I, I think how you, how you cut the time down. Cause that's what everyone's selling is that they're going to show you how to cut cut your time. How you cut the time down is the sooner you can accept that it's going to take a long time is the sooner you'll cut the time down because if you don't, you're always going to be searching for these short-term tactics that are not going to work. They're actually going to delay your your process. Yeah, isn't that funny how that works? It's like 
you you spend all the time researching and YouTubing and Googling how to make things faster when you could have just put in the work and probably been there already. Right. And not to say like, yeah, maybe get some advice, like have some podcast mentors or some Absolutely. videos. Like if I'm going to go, if I'm going to go learn to do something new on my car, I'm going to speed the process up by l- watching a YouTube video and learning how to do it and then going to do it. Mm-hmm. But you actually have to go do it. Like watching the YouTube video isn't going to, isn't going to fix a, uh, change the oil on my car. But at the same time, it's like, there's only so much of that you can do. Like, I don't need to watch a hundred videos on how to change oil. And I also don't need the theory of how to change oil, like, or why it's good or why it's bad. I just need the practical information. So if you can find that in your bit, like for nutrition coaching, if you can find practical information, like here are the steps to actually get clients or here are the steps to actually be successful as a nutrition coach then take that advice and then go use it. But like, if they're like, here's the fast hacks to get to the point and you don't really have to need, need to know the knowledge. Cause all you'll do is give them this program. And if this happens, you give them this program. Like you're going to run into a lot of problems. Well, it's like many people are pitching. Here's how you get clients. But do you know what the fuck you're talking about? Like, yeah. I think that's where people go. They go, well, I'm, I'm healthy and, and I, I like it. How do I get clients? How do I work with them? It's like, learn shit. Yeah. And and then demonstrate your value. And then the people will come to you. And you if can't. If you put it out in the right channels. And you can't, like, I think people are trying to skip the learning part. Oh, yeah. Because that takes time. Well, the learning is, like, the hardest part. Because people want to just. It takes time. Like, and, and people also mistake, like, actually having the knowledge from, like, reading something and then immediately transcribing it into an yeah. Instagram or a Facebook facebook post that's not an understanding of the information that's like you just taking something and copying and pasting it into an exactly. instagram post like that doesn't demonstrate that demonstrates to other people and fools them that you learn but then when those people come to you with real questions in a, in a live manner where you don't have time to go and look it up like you're gonna have problems and you're and they're gonna poke holes in your in your facade that you have put up which is a lot of what like who we learn in school yeah. Right. <laughs> Let me just copy and paste these answers in yeah. and, and it'll look like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and, and then I think about it like this, with all this, this, like, I don't want to go into politics or whatever, but with all those, those recent stories of like these kids, parents paying for them to get in college, Crazy. it's like, if you might get to a place where you're not meant to get, if you take one of these shortcuts, right? Say someone gives you some valuable information on how to close clients, you might get clients or shows you how to how to do like sell a car but you like you don't understand this actual system you might get into the place where you can do that yeah but very very quickly people are going to figure out that you weren't meant to be there it's not going to last like what did these people's parents think when they paid for them to get onto a crew team and the person had never rode a boat before we sucked yeah what did they think they were going to do show up and learn how to row a boat at a collegiate level that's like, or like, what if, what if this person paid for SAT results and got into an Ivy League school, but didn't have that work ethic, didn't have the knowledge, didn't have the understanding. Really, they were meant to like learn at a little bit of a lower level, like maybe a slower paced school or like, you know, start at, at like a trade school or a community college or something like that, that would help them in a smaller class size, maybe a little bit you know, ease them into that. These people are just going to fail. So you can take all the shortcuts you want to get where you want to go and you might get some short term results. But at the end of the day, people will figure out that you're, 
you're a fake, you've got a facade, and that you don't know what you're talking about. And then you're going to be even further from success. Yeah. So like, kind of like I was saying, it's like the the minute the the sooner you can give up those short term shit is the fat is the second you'll actually get closer to your goals. Yep. You know. Yeah, and like, so I just looked at the name. So think about like what happened with Billy McFarland. He faked it. I hate that fake it till you make it kind of thing. Because like, I think a lot of people still subscribe to that. I think they misunderstand. Uh, yeah, the under the meaning of it. To yeah. me, fake it till you make it means go in there with confidence. Yeah. Keep on trying to figure it out, but work towards what you're trying to get to, and right. don't just give up because you don't know. Like get in the door and then figure it out. But I think there's something about g- taking that to too far of a level. Like obviously, a guy like Billy McFarland went way too far and took it to another level and said. I'm just going to fake everything right. and keep on playing people and amassing debt to be able to pay for these things. And he made himself look like a very successful entrepreneur. People thought he was a billionaire. I the mean, he's riding sucks, around on private. Dude. Yeah. People, he's riding around on private jets, writing all these, driving all these crazy cars. They thought he had bought an Island. And I mean, it was just all presentation on social media. And that's where you have to be so careful of like all of this stuff that like everything you see, you have to be skeptical of. And we've talked about this over and over on episodes, but it's still, it's just so important because if you, if you don't take that skeptical approach, you're going to get fooled and maybe people are taking that non-skeptical approach because they just, they're lazy and they want that easy success. Right. But it's like, it's the same in any realm of life. Like if you're trying to lose weight, there is no easy way to do it. No. It's hard. Like skinny T isn't going to get you there. These body wraps are not going to get you there. Sitting in a sauna for 10 hours in a sweatsuit is not going to get you there. Because everything like that is just going to, it might give you temporary results. Just like trying to be a temporary entrepreneur. But you're going to come back to it. And I'm not claiming to be a, uh, the like the model for entrepreneurism. Like I'm telling you my story as well. Like I'm still working a full-time job and trying to figure out um, like side business stuff, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, that's, that's the journey and that's the fun of it. Right. Right. And many people are just trying to skip that. But I think kind of what you said is you got to love it is like, if you find yourself looking for short term tactics, that is a sign. That's a red flag for you. So stop and figure out what could I do what long-term tactic could I try instead that I actually enjoy? You know, like if you are hating going to the gym and working out, then and you're trying to find like the next detox tea or whatever, like take a second and or say program that claims to build you muscle in 30 days. Like, yeah, it's like find something that you actually want to do. Yeah, and and go with that. Yep. You'll get you'll get there. It's it's so true. And it, oh man, it just it, it fires me up when I think about that because I just want to help these people who are falling into these traps. And I think one of the biggest ways to to not fall into one of these traps is you get like like Mitch said, you got to do long term habits. But yeah. I think the biggest thing that's helped me get out of those short term mindset type things is like pounding myself with podcasts and people who are talking the opposite. Yeah. Like guys like Gary V, man, listen to listen to Gary V for a year and see how much you think about short-term versus long-term. 
and he will change your mindset on it. Yeah, I, I really have, believe he will do that for you. Have like, that have that tunnel vision on that guy too. Yep. You know, don't listen to twenty other people. Like yeah. pick pick a couple that you like and stick and, to their yeah, message. And surround yourself with that. Like that's yeah. that that's that surround yourself with the five or ten people that, that you that will most impact you. Like if yep. you were surrounding yourself with people who are hustlers, like that's all the mindset that's gonna become of you. Like you're you're just gonna have that mindset of like Oh, this is how you hustle people. This is how you get cash. This is how you, but if you listen to guys like Gary V, you'll have a different approach. You'll say the lot, you have to have long-term patience, but you have to have short-term speed. So you, you have to execute quickly and, and act like things are happening quick, but you also have to have that patience of like, don't expect things are going to happen to happen to you quick. Expectations, I think are the biggest detriment to people's success, even weight loss, money, because the same thing with working out. Everyone wants to bust their ass as hard as they can these next couple of weeks to get their results. It's like you can't have those expectations. And the sooner you can get rid of those expectations, the closer you'll actually get to your goal. Because you'll, you'll do all those short-term things that aren't going to serve you. Yeah, expectations really are the key. Because then you can at least set that for yourself. And, and like we said, the expectation can't, I, th- I feel like you can't put an expectation of like, oh, this is going to take 10 years, so I just better go slow at it. Like That can't be the mindset. It's got to be, hey, this is going to te- take 10 years, but I'm going to sprint through this entire thing right. because maybe, just maybe, I could do it in seven. That's like my mindset towards things at least. That's how I think about things. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to build a massive business. It's going to take a long time, but... Maybe just maybe I'll do it faster than I think. And I'm going to sprint towards it with everything I have because that's the only thing I can do because I know if I jog, I'll never make it. I think, yeah, I think there's there's different goals that you put there. Like, like don't say, like, I'm going to run a mile in the next 10 years. You know, like, go figure that out. Get yeah. that done. But, like, say that you're going to have a, a million-dollar business or whatever in 10 years. That's a good goal. I wouldn't say, you know, say you're going to have a million dollar business in a month because then you're going to take those short term yeah. shortcuts, you know, and that, I always, that aren't going to serve you. Yeah. And I always think about like, be, like the idea of what I always call myself as a, uh, a realist, but an optimist. Yeah. Like you have to have realistic expectations, but you have yeah. to be, but you have to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. I think if you're pessimistic, you're not going to achieve what you could achieve. And I like those sayings like, you know, most people underestimate what they can do in 10 years, but they overestimate what they can do in one year. And I think that holds so true. It's like you have to set the expectation that you can't get as much done as fast as you want to get done. But over, if you put enough work in that you can get a lot of things done in a long period of time. Yeah. So I think that's a cool, I think it's a cool thought. We did this podcast kind of out of order. We didn't even try any cold brews. I know. Well, here's the thing, man. We're just vibing on feels right now. You know, it's like, I think we got riffing. This was meant to just be a pre-podcast recording, but I think we're just going to have to edit this up um, because I think we're riffing on some important stuff. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's grab the cold brews. Let's Let's crack them up and we'll come back to it. All right. And we're back. That's that nitro sound. That's there. a loud pop. That's a loud pop. <laughs> All right, here Cheers. we go. Cheers to the nitro beverage. It smells fire.
That one's good. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I feel like when you use nitro, it's just. Dude, that's. <laughs> hey, that's up there. I feel like when you use a, when you use nitro, you're just on another level. Wow, bro. Why nitro? When you infuse your coffee with hey. nitro, the results are amazing. Compared to traditional cold brew, a nitro infusion creates a sweet, smooth, and creamy texture for an unforgettable drinking experience. That's true. That that's a good cold brew. Ooh, you guys did it right. Zero cows. See, some put three, some put five. They put zero. This doesn't break the fast, dude. This is fire, dude. Yeah, this is really good. It's got like a chocolatey taste. You yeah. get that? Dude, that'll get you up out of your seat, man. It does, It has a chocolatey flavor. I'm not sure how or why, but... Well, the coffee coffee typically, I feel like cold brew especially, pulls out co- like caramel and like chocolate and those kind of notes. And not so, all the ones we've been having. Not all the ones. No, but we haven't been. Ha- we've been having a lot of like the espresso, like dark, dark blend ones. This one tastes like a little lighter roast, but man, that is good. What's the uh, What's the caffeine? Let's see. Um, well, I'm a big fan already, and we they sent us a bunch of these products. Thanks again, Nitro Beverage Company, for sending us the fuel for the podcast. These are good, um, and we've got another one to try. We're gonna try it on another episode, just because there's only so many cold brews you can drink in an episode without getting heart palpitations. So we're going to try to avoid those today. Um, Looks like, dude, just some some beverage bros, dude. We got to meet up with these guys. <laughs> Share cold brew. Yeah, we should. Uh, so, I mean, I guess kind of wrap up what we've been talking about. Mainly, you know, we're talking about not, not taking the short route, right? Yep. And uh just kind of embracing the the long game. Um and and kind of what I mentioned was like think about anything you've ever had success with. Like there wasn't really uh you know, it wasn't like, Oh yeah, I just bought this one thing and I got successful, you know? So I guess I bought a course and now I'm the expert. Right. Yeah. It's never been like that. Um, but it does get enticing. Yeah. Right. Like my big thing is like, take pride in the amount, you know, and your expertise. And then you've got to find something you really love and then work towards it. Like I found physical therapy and I'm constantly like before Mitch came over today, I was doing like taking an online version of the class before I go do an in-person version of the class. I'm still, I'm perfectly good as a physical therapist. Like I can do all the things I need to be able to do. But like my passion is to get better and be the best physical therapist in Washington, if not in the country, if not in the world. You know, like I have those aspirations to be able to deliver that high of a level of service. So I study it. I have an aspiration to be good with business. So I spend a lot of time listening and learning from people who have done it and studying. And I don't claim to be a business expert. I don't even claim to be an expert at physical therapy, even though I have a license and I've been practicing. Um, I think that we're always developing our talent and our skills. And so don't just go to one course and learn something. Like how, how do you deal with that temptation? So, so let me ask you this. Have you felt yourself tempted to like, you know, maybe during your, while you were learning or the second you got to your degree, did you feel tempted to like 
be the expert for sure how do you for sure i think that? i think i started that way and was like you know I'm, I'm i mean i'm giving out a lot of information on instagram but i'm not pretending like i'm the expert on it. i'm just trying to give people helpful information but definitely you it's, it's easy to start to feel like, hey, I'm pretty good at this, especially after you practice for a while mm-hmm. and you're really good at what you're doing and you have a system down and you can help people. But it's like, I think it's mindset, man. It's like, mm-hmm. could I have helped this person better? Could I have been more effective for this person? Could they have gotten better faster? Or could I have even optimized them even more and gotten them back even further than they were before their injury right. or something like that? So it's like, I take that kind of motivation and say like, how could I be better? But that's, you just have to have the growth mindset and say like, I might be good or sufficient at what I'm doing, but is being sufficient good enough? Right. And and plenty of people will be sufficient and they'll stay sufficient at what they do. But that's the differentiator between the people who want to be hyper successful and the people who just want to get by and do whatever they you know, do their job. Right. It's like do you want to be hyper successful, then you better keep on growing all the time. And the good thing is in something like physical therapy, at the very minimum they require you to do continuing education. Every you know every certain amount of period, but like you can also take kind of bullshit classes that are really easy to get credits for, and then you just submit those and like go on your day, or like or never learn anything that branches out of the stuff you do, and kind of just keep on taking the same stuff, you know. But I'm a I'm a big fan of, and this goes back to Gary V. You know, like he he really changed my mindset on everything, uh, because he he talked about how document the journey don't posture as an expert yeah right and, and that, it's hard to it's such a fine line sometimes it's like sometimes I always you try to come back to that at least you know because i think you got to keep it in your mind fresh there's always been time or there's been times where you know maybe i jumped on instagram trying to be the expert but i'm like man that's not what i'm here for man like i want to help people like I, I definitely think that we both can, but I'm not here to like say I'm the best and you guys need to learn from me. Everyone else sucks. I'm here to just say, man, I, if you connect with my message, our message and, and we can help you where you're at, let's do it. You know, but like you said, we we're we're both just trying to continue to learn. Yeah. And I think. I think that's kind of where I'm at too is like a lot of times I go on Instagram and I put out information because I I don't think just because I'm not the expert doesn't mean I can't put out information. And I mean, I'm expert more than most people on movement and mobility. So I'll admit that I'm not the best PT in the world. No way. There's too many people that are so good at what they do and they're anyone who thinks that though, it's like probably isn't doing their due diligence to keep learning. Yeah. Or they're not looking at other people. Like I'm always watching other PTs on social media in other clinics. And I'm like, Whoa, like I'm blown away by some of the things that people think of and the creativity and all that stuff and, and how well people do. And so keeping that in mind, it's like, I try to push that out in my posts. It's like, Hey, I'm not an expert in this comparatively to some of the PTs, but I do know some things and here's what you should know that I know because this will help you. Um, so I think that's one of my big things is like teaching people, but at the same time, not telling people like I'm the expert, like what I say is a hundred percent fact, like don't believe anyone, anyone else. Because like, I think there's multiple ways to go about things anyway. Like there's a lot of different styles, for example, of physical therapy or personal training. There's a lot of ways to get fit. There's a lot, a lot of ways to stay healthy. It's just like 
putting out that information is fun because I know it'll help people. Yeah. But again, like I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody, the stuff I put out and it might not even be for you and it might be wrong. Like in 10 years, we might figure out like, Oh man, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good thing to work on for this movement or something like that. But for the most part, it's safe stuff. And, uh, and so I, you know, I just try to help people. I think, you know, that just kind of talks about how, how kind of how we started this podcast where it was like, it was like, all right, let's talk about these topics and uh, teach people these things. And it's like, hold on, you know, we're not trying to sit here and say like, oh, you need to learn everything that we know and all that. It's like, let's just talk about how we feel about things and what our opinions are and, and what we know to to date. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm starting to lean more towards like wanting to get people onto the podcast too to just discuss things with because really all it is is like we're not trying to teach everyone out there that's listening to this. We're not trying to teach you something every episode because we're not the expert in sleep. We're not the experts in cold. We're not the experts in like heat heat therapy and talk about our experiences. Yeah, we want to talk about our experiences and the stuff we've learned and things that we've done and things you can avoid and make mistakes in and and like this wasn't meant to be a motivational podcast, but it became that way because I think we we feel strongly about it. And I think there's there's a lot of people out there that are that are fake and they're they're really ripping people off and and not doing people any any good. Yeah. And uh if I can help couple people stay away from someone like that and right. not waste their money and not ruin their expectations of people. Like yeah. I feel like that's how people get a bad name in like personal training and nutrition coaching spaces. And then you, you know, you get lumped into that and yeah. like I get lumped into that and, uh, and I don't want to be lumped into those people. So that's my big motivation for things like this podcast, things like my social media and all that stuff is like to clear the air on, on this kind of stuff. And like, what does make a good a good personal trainer versus a bad personal trainer. What can you look for? Like things like that. Yeah. Well, I think along with saving people money, it, it saves them time. It saves them the, the mindset too. like the frustration. Exactly. It's, it's pretty defeating when you go through something like that, you know, like maybe you trusted somebody, you spent money on them and you realize it was just kind of a quick, quick fix thing that wasn't really gonna, gonna help you like that that hurts and maybe I'm sure a lot of people have given up after things like that. Yeah. It's like, cause it beats you down, man. There's yeah. only so many times you can be duped and, and, or fail and right. like, Hey man, this person told me that I was going to lose weight or I was going to get in shape. And then I did all this stuff and it didn't happen. I must just not be able to lose weight. Well, maybe that person was just telling you the wrong information. Didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Right. And then they just beat down your confidence for no reason. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing that, I want people to avoid or help to help people to try to avoid, which is that situation. hundred percent. Yeah. And especially in a world of like personal training where it's so hard to navigate. And I think we could have a whole episode. And I think we will have a whole episode on this topic of like how to find a good personal trainer versus like, what are you looking for in credentials and what are you looking for in knowledge? How can you test them? You know, it's like personal training is a wide open area. Like you probably go to a lot, like people probably go to a lot of group classes with people who aren't even certified in anything. I've never even done a movement training class or anything. Like Mm -hmm. I've never learned about it. Don't know anything about physiology. Don't know anything about anatomy, but they're handing out information. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous sometimes, but the whole health space is dangerous. Like people don't get that. They think it's just like, 
it's easy to get into and it's lucrative yeah that's the problem it's like people will pay for their health because you only get one body you only get one try at health but i mean you can kind of come it's back not like you're, you're doing healthy, someone's fucking hair though yeah you know like, yeah it's like oh i screwed up it'll come like to grow back like if you screw up someone's body yeah they can come back from it it's gonna take a toll on them it's gonna take time it's gonna be tough yeah so i like this conversation because i think it's important to start this Hopefully, we've got some health and wellness professionals listening to this that will take this advice and start going and doing something about it. But for all of those that are are the consumers of this information, be aware. Yeah, and and I think it starts with you too. Like, hey, may, maybe many people can be out there trying to dupe you, but you gotta be able to kind of make your own decisions, right? Like, yeah, that sucks that they're out there, but like I said, the sooner you can. Except that it's going to be a long process, no matter what you're trying to do. Probably the quicker you're actually going to see your results. Yep. So, I think that's true, man. By the way, Nitro Cold Brew Company is extremely fast at answering back on social media. 225 milligrams of caffeine in these cans. In this can? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like three cups of coffee, three and a half cups of coffee. It's a lot. And I'm down in this thing because it tastes so damn good. Dude. I have to like slow myself down to just enjoy it and not just down this thing because it drinks so smooth. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. It's my favorite one. Over the caveman. Yep. So caveman isn't fresh enough in my mind anymore. Shout I'm, out caveman. You want to send us those two new flavors? Let's do this. Yeah. Well, also I'm biased because I was so hungover that day. Like it tasted good, but I still On the caveman. I associate. Um, I associate that day with like not feeling good. You and know, it's funny because Mitch says he was hung over that day and realized that like Mitch doesn't get hung over ever anymore. It just happened to be his birthday. So yeah. it wasn't like we're, we're not out here living this crazy lifestyle. Uh, it just happened to be his birthday. And yeah, he took some punishment that night. That's what makes for, it for so being terrible. the birthday boy. So. Yeah. So it was good, but dude, this is like, and now that I know how much caffeine, like they're, they're they're my favorite one. There we go. All right. My well, favorite. we got so many more to try coming up on future episodes, so it'll be interesting to see how they rank. And maybe we'll have to post a visual graphic of like how we rank them, or, or like maybe like maybe we should start making infographics like with a picture of the can and then our rating. Our rating. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Like po- post those out. Yes. Let's do this. Let's uh, take a pause here, and then I'm gonna set up a camera so we can do the rating and actually videotape it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're live. We're live. We're back. We've got dual videos going here. Seven got minutes. One there. Seven got minutes. One here. Okay, let's do this. What What did I rate Caveman? Eight. I think I said eight five. Something like that. It's better that you don't know because then this is it's pure. Like, it's not rated bias right there. This is pure. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not gonna say like this is better than. K-. I don't want to say that. Yeah. I just today. I can't. That's how you're feeling. Yeah, I, I so can't think of anything better. So what's the rating on this one? <sighs> Fuck. Taste it again. Yeah. Take one more sip. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm giving it. I'll, honestly, I want to say, I just, uh, I want to say, an eight seven. It's fucking delicious. How much caffeine? Two twenty. Two twenty five. Eight. That's eight seven. That's getting up there. Eight seven. That's eight point seven. Woo! 
That's high. How I don't like. What are you gonna do to beat this? It's hard with it's zero tough. calories. Yeah, man. That's crazy. That's nuts. It's got no sugar. Just filtered water and coffee. Nitrogen. They made it smooth as hell. Don't know how they do it. My coffee definitely does not come out this smooth. But we are going to be using some some caveman coffee and some other coffees to make some of our own cold brew. And then we should rate our cold brew against their cold brew. <laughs> Hopefully there's better. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go 8.6. 8.5, 8.5, 8.6. I'll go 8.6. I'll give it to him. 8. 8.5. Wow. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I think it's solid. It's not quite a nine. Like, it's not an eight. I think it's, this is one of the better ones I've had, and I would definitely buy more of these, and I would drink these daily. I'm just like, I mean, yeah, I gave it an eight, seven. I'm just, in my head, I'm like, how would how would someone improve? This is like the best shit. Zero calories, two hundred something milligrams of caffeine. It'd be hard to it'd be hard to improve on this, but I think we'll know when someone does improve on it. True. Like we'll be like, oh wait, that's how you improve on that. Like if it tastes like that. Oh no, nah, not even because that La Colombe was like super sweet. Too Actually, that was fucking good. Dude. I liked it. It was good. I drank one yesterday. And it was good. <laughs> <laughs> drank a vanilla. But one. it, it was, had a lot. Of, you know, it was like 120 calories. 140 right? was the one I had yesterday in like an eight ounce. This is zero. I know. For like, dude. Yeah. You guys are awesome. And that's why they're in like kind of a different category. Maybe we should start keeping our contenders. We should keep a can on deck just in case we get one. And we're like, ooh, this might be better. And we got to crack open a can. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me actually put this to the test. But I like that idea of making it just a pure rating rather than like who's best. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe you got a better rating, but the day was different. Shit changes. We've also got a we've got a cold brew guy that we're going to try to get onto the podcast and maybe he'll help us sort out our rating system maybe he'll develop our palettes of of cold brew and All we right. can actually get our rating system down yeah or maybe because there's some flaws i'm not gonna say that we have no flaws in our rating system i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> maybe we one day have like you said all of them lined up and Pour them into cups. Blind taste blind test. test. Okay. All right. Blind now test. we're working towards them. I think we're going to have a blind taste test episode. That could be pretty sick. I think it's already done. I'm sold on it. I'm down. Cool. 8.5 for me. 8.7 for Mitch. Nitro Beverage Company. We've got another Nitro Beverage Company cold brew coming up. That's the espresso version. We're going to see if Mitch likes that one as good because we know the company makes good coffee now. So maybe Mitch just isn't a fan of... of uh, espresso type blends really not yeah so hey i'll give them a, a fair shake cool thanks again for the coffee thanks for hanging out with the podcast we appreciate you guys hopefully you get something out of this if you have anything that you want to hear us talk about or anything like that drop us a dm on instagram twitter send us a facebook message email me if you want let us know what's your email Zach at highdefseattle.com. Cool. I'll email you. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Later. What's up, guys? Hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, and review the podcast. And if you really liked it, 
Go ahead and share it with a friend. We would really appreciate it. And if you have any topics you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out. Let us know. We're always open. 